0: Welcome to the 2023 PR Week Women of Distinction Distinction. Every woman here has gone above and beyond their job description, giving back through mentorship, Investing in their local communities and contributing their skills to advance meaningful social causes, all while balancing personal responsibilities. Megan Amoroso, Senior Director, External Affairs of World Food Program USA. Alana Glass, Partner, Beverage Practice Lead at ICF Next. Angeline Hartman, Director, Communications at National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The work that our honorees have accomplished has strengthened this industry for the better. VP, Creative Director at Xeno Group, Katie Rogers. President, Midwest Region at Golan, Ginger Porter. Vice President of Arctite, Amber Gl- we are delighted to be celebrating the trailblazing women in our industry for the eighth year. EVP Corporate Communications at AMC Networks, Georgia Duvels. Elizabeth Kinney, Senior Communications Director, North America Home Care at Procter Gamble. EVP Public Relations at Northwell Health, Barbara Osborne. Laura Bremer, President U.S. at Citizen Relations. We have all learned from their agility, decisive action and determination. Worldwide Leader, Pharmaceuticals Communications and Public Affairs at Johnson & Johnson, Sandra Wee. Kimberly Kahn, Chief Marketing Communications Officer at Easter Seals Southern California. Tara Reed, CEO of Voss Formula. This year we are proud to honor 38 outstanding women who exemplify comms leadership shaped by grace, grit and gratitude. I'm now excited to introduce our 2023 honorees.
1: Hello and welcome to the PR Week, PR Week's weekly podcast about everything going on in the worlds of PR and communications. My name is Diana Bradley. I am PR Week's associate news editor, and I'm coming to you from PR Week's Women of Distinction event at the Lighthouse at Pier 61 in New York City. As you know, usually it's Steve Barrett and Frank Washcook co-hosting the podcast, but this is a women-only episode today in honor of our event, so no boys allowed. So I'm here with my fantastic co-host today, our senior reporter, Jess Ruderman. Thank you for joining us, Jess. Happy to be here. All right. So Jess has had a busy day. Not only is this her first time at this particular event, but she also hosted it. So we will be hearing her thoughts on the event in just a moment. But first, just to give you a bit of background, PR Week is honoring its eighth Women of Distinction and Women to Watch classes this year. Previously known as Hall of Femme, PR Week's Women of Distinction 2023 is celebrating 25 women across various sectors, and almost half of the inductees are on the agency side. So you can check out all the honorees and our Q&As with them on PRweek.com. PR Week is also celebrating 13 impressive women to watch honorees who are already proving to be instrumental in reshaping the industry. Both initiatives honor inspiring women who, nominated by their peers and colleagues, set the bar higher within their organizations. So congrats to all on your impressive work and achievements. This event and just recognizing women's accomplishments in the PR industry is so important on so many levels. Along with an award ceremony, PR Week also held several open and honest panel discussions today with selected women to watch honorees to discuss opportunities and challenges within the communications industry. Jess, do you want to talk about some highlights from the day?
0: Yeah, I think it was a really interesting day. We had gorgeous weather, which helped being on the water, but it was also just really great to, you know, my first time hosting, but standing on a stage and looking out and seeing a sea of women. And I know we discussed how it could be great to also have men in the crowd who are also hearing these Diverse perspectives and experiences that many women have had, especially our keynote went very in depth on the personal side. But it was a really great event. We had a lot of diverse speakers, like you mentioned, on the agency side and also just from corporate, a lot of different people with different backgrounds, both, you know, diversity wise, but also just experiences. And it was just really great overall. I think there was a good vibe in the room and everyone was really excited to celebrate the woman from their perspectives, um, their respective, excuse me, companies.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm pleased to introduce our first panel, How to Be a Great Leader and Mentor.
1: So our first panel was on how to be a great mentor. Do you want to talk about some highlights from from that particular one? Sure. I thought it was a really interesting panel because,
0: you know, I graduated in 2020 and it was something that was really highlighted in my undergraduate that you should have a mentor, especially, you know, in journalism, but also just across any industry to have a mentor, somebody that you can look to that'll guide you in your career. And not that it's so much an outdated process, but it's something that a lot of the panelists talked about that, you know, mentor is really it, it, it's an overarching idea but it's not necessarily the name that you call these people mentor is somebody that you look up to but doesn't necessarily have to have that title and it takes on a lot of different forms in the sense that they're just people that you look up to that you don't have to speak to on a regular basis or have formal meetings with but can also just reference as somebody that you know is inspirational to you and even just people that are mentees as well i think you know we just lost launched our gen zeitgeist column and we've we've been speaking with a lot of young professionals and students and being able to have that person Perspective And speaking with those younger people, there were a lot of students that were here today and being able to help guide them in any way like that serving as a mentor and in in general, not so much in a formal perspective that a lot of people were discussing through that panel.
2: Someone early, early in my career told me if the job ever starts to change who you are, change your environment. You're in control. You have full power of where you put yourself into situations. As communicators, we work crazy. You know, it's high stress. It's always on. And I think what's most important is just preventing yourself from burning out or, and I just, that advice has always stuck with me that I am in control, you know, and what keeps me going is the people side of it. You know, knowing your strengths, knowing your opportunities, but that has been something that I've always held onto and try to pass it along and then i'll go to one other thing and it's on the personal side but my mom told me early on easy parents make easy babies which is i think is true but kind of just taking the simple route and we don't have to overcomplicate everything that we do and just keeping things simple and i think that that is contagious too and it creates an environment where everyone you know can kind of live through that mantra too
3: i love that i I was gonna say my main reaction to a lot of what we've been talking about is i think we could use fewer frameworks and structures. I mean, these are relationships at the end of the day. So even if you are the mentee viewing yourself as someone who has something to add, when I was coming up, I used to actually have a newsletter that I would send out to mentors, although I didn't call them that, there were just older people I had something to learn from. Um, And it would be a roundup every Friday of just observations, things that I was seeing from my seat. It was kind of like a monitoring report, which I know we've all done to death. Um, but it wasn't extensive, it was just, I thought you'd find this interesting. It wasn't the same for every person. Each person had a tailored little note that said, I know you guys just finished this deal, here's something I'm seeing from a competitor, or what are your thoughts on this? I saw this news coming out of your company. Those are ways to start early um, demonstrating your value. But back to your question about best advice. This one, as a, as a mother, a new mother to it, really struck me, and it's about feedback. Uh, my one of my most important mentors told me that when you're delivering tough feedback especially try to imagine that the person's mother is sitting next to them would you speak to them the same way if the person who gave them life that thinks they're everything were sitting right there and that completely changed the way that I engage with direct reports or really anyone in my organization who perhaps I have to have difficult conversations with and so I think that Brings it all back to relationships. These are relationships we were talking about, human beings. Two way street, altruism is key.
2: Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Anybody else want to? It's it's not, oh sorry, I'll be quick. It's not um, specific feedback that was shared with me, but it, I also don't think there has to be a science to it. You know, a lot of mentorships, my mentors throughout my career look totally different, come from different walks of life. Um, a lot of them are men who are still mentors to me today. Um, I started early in my career at McDonald's. I was 25 years old, this girl from Oklahoma walking in, and most within the McDonald's sphere had been there for years. They grew up in the restaurants. They are like, who is this? But a part of it is just staying authentic to who you are um, and seeking out, there's a natural organic fit with a mentorship that works, a mentee and a mentor relationship. And I think those relationships evolve too, and through your cycles of life and as you grow in your career, and and that's okay, you know? Um, But those relationships that really work often are of people that have different backgrounds and different experiences and are true champions of you that can help you identify and call out characteristics about yourself that you don't see in the daily grind.
3: That's such a good point. I mean, if you strip people down to what makes them human, we can all find connection. One of my most important mentors is a gentleman who was a former client, and the reason we bonded was just because our grandfathers were Brooklyn Dodger fans back in the day, and that was all we used to talk about. And now,
4: he's one of the most important people in my life. Back to the keep it simple mantra, so I like that. Sandy, did you want to answer Well, I love that, and I love what you said about just being authentically you, because just kind of generally something that just came, kind of came up with me when you said that is, as I think about my career, there were a lot of, you know, leadership books and leaders that people said you should follow. And I just remember really just kind of rejecting it, rejecting that, you know, that, that one-size-fits-all approach and taking from every leader that I admired, whether it was someone you know, that was a big national or international leader or someone right in front of me at my company, and I would just kind of take little pieces that resonated with me because I knew I couldn't fit a mold but to answer the question about you know, what have I told people or what have I been told you know, great piece of advice I've been struggling because there's just so, there's so many good pieces of advice that I've received but I think the one simplest thing which actually came from my mother <laughs> as well um, and I apply it in business, although I think she meant this when my sister and I would argue. I have an older two, a sister two years older. But my mother would always say, don't let things that don't matter so much matter so much. And I've heard other people say that like throughout the years. But she would say, like, Sandy, don't let things that don't matter so much matter so much. right? Like if I'm arguing with my sister because she moved my scarf or... You know, and in business, I use that. I, I've used that throughout my business career because I see sometimes people can spin, you know, can just spend time on a topic or a situation that just doesn't matter. So it's, it's, it's something that um, I, I think about every single day uh, and I think it's a great piece of advice.
1: One thing that I noticed was a lot of the panelists mentioned how their own mothers really guided them and like they use different things that their mom said to them throughout their lives when they're giving um, advice to their younger colleagues. So I thought that was really great. And, um, they also were talking about how um, yo- a younger colleague can also serve as a mentor to an older colleague. So I mm-hmm. thought that was very interesting.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, a couple of the panelists mentioned that across the board, the panelists that were sitting on the panel were from different ba- like different backgrounds, but also just different age ranges. So when they came into the industry, I know Susan Nelson um, from Dine Brands Global was saying that a lot of her mentors when she came into the industry were men and were men in senior positions and still continue to be those are close mentors of her. But it's very different now to be able to look to women that are in higher positions and a lot of people mentioned today in general not just on the panels that that's something that's new over the past decade that women are in these senior leadership positions that they can look up to and how that has evolved but also men can still have this role and be advocates for women and as they grow in their career
1: to be able to continue in those leadership roles.
0: Our next panel is hosted by our sponsor Ketchum and is titled In Conversation with Women to Watch.
1: And then we also had another panel with our Women to Watch honorees um, where they also talked about their own mentors. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, it was very similar in vain. Everyone was talking about their own unique experiences, which vary based on the person and the way they came up in their career. I mean, a lot of the women that were coming from the agency side didn't originally start on the agency side. It was interesting, Elizabeth Kinney, um, who's a senior comms director at the North America Home Care Procter and Gamble. She also noted that the best mentors she's had were the ones that she can be most vulnerable with. And I think that that's something that's really important that, you know, you can have professional relationships with people, but people that you can also be real with and, you know, say that this is where I'm struggling. This is where I want to do better in, but I don't know how to get there. And that was also a theme that people were talking about asking for help, how to know how to ask for help, how that can help educate you in ways that you weren't, you know, weren't part of your educational experience, whether it's in business or in finance or things like that, that will help accelerate your career. So it takes on many different forms.
5: The best thing anyone ever told me, which is perfect because I do just run too fast is like work smarter, not harder. And at a young age that meant something specific, right? Of like slow down... You know, I, th- I promise if you just take a deep breath, you're going to get to a better outcome faster than this, like, zigzag that you're taking. As I became a mother and then eventually sort of a leader, I think that work, smarter, not harder, is really kind of grown into something different and just really thinking about how to spend my time, what to write off in terms of just never going to read every email anyone gives me, and I don't care how many articles say... I shouldn't feel guilty about it. I never did (laughs) Um, feel guilty about that. And so just like that smarter, not harder framework was really good. Um, And that's what I would kind of go back and and tell myself other than kind of back to my first comment. I wish I would have just accepted that it would be great to improve as a leader even if men didn't get that feedback. I wish I would have just like started there. Mm -hmm. It would have been a lot easier for me. Right.
6: I'll jump in. I mean, I would say just because of my career, which is agency and now in-house, like embrace the change. Whether I was at agency and we had new clients or and <laughs> new clients, new accounts, new team members, just the change that happens on the agency side and then in-house, there's a lot of fluctuations that just naturally happen. There's so much that goes on. And as communicators, I do think that, you know, we are about the, telling the story. We're about kind of keeping calm, trying to have the level head, seeing through the forest here. And so it's just like, being present embracing kind of just the world that it is the unknown I mean every day is unknown we I know we say that often as communicators like you don't know what you're going to walk into that day which is true but also just as a person me just embracing like I can't control everything I have to be open to the changes and that just come now Control what you can control, because there are things that you can control. You control your attitude, how you respond to people, how you treat people. But there are so many things that just embrace it and enjoy it. So that's the other thing. I really enjoy the career. I've been in it 20-plus years. It's been a great career. I've had to remind myself to enjoy it by (laughs) embracing the change.
7: (laughs) I will say my younger self just worked all the time. Worked, 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 worked. And looking back... I know that there were big things in life that I missed, you know, whether it's with family or events or whatever. And so looking back, I wish I could have taken a break to, you know, be at that wedding or be at this function. You know, but that's hard to say because while you're in it and you're, you know, your younger self is like trying to take every opportunity and seizing that, um, it, it's tough. So. You know, I don't know what the answer is, but I just know that looking back, I wish I would have, you know, been at that friend's baby shower because that was important to her. Um, but I would say just remember that every day is a learning opportunity um, and you don't know where those, when those opportunities will come up. Um, and, and I would, if I'm talking to my younger self, I would say take the time to learn about other people's jobs that are jobs that are around you, not just trying to perfect how you do your job, but I think learning about how other people work and their challenges will help you perform better. And we've talked about feedback so much this morning. You know, there's getting feedback, there's being open to feedback, and there's really receiving the feedback and, you know, taking it in and, and absorbing it. And so to do all of
8: that is, I think, really important. I think I would have, I wish that I would have realized the power of being fully present earlier in my career. I think it's been mentioned a lot, this trying to be multiple places at once and be the person who comes and fixes everything and anticipating everything. And it just creates this sense of I'm never actually where I am. I'm never with the people that I'm with. I'm never, whether it's my partner, my family, um, my, my team, and I think as over the past several years, and maybe COVID played a big role in that, just the importance of actually being where my feet are <laughs> and being with the people that I'm with, it makes me a better communicator. Um, it, it makes me a better partner. It makes me a better daughter or sister. Um, it's a really hard thing to do. I think there's a lot more um, openness to things like mindfulness. And early in my career, if I talked to someone about mindfulness 10 years ago, they would <laughs> <laughs> See ya. But, um, but I think it's really important for us as communicators because we miss things when we're not present. And if I had realized the power of that earlier, I, I think that would have been really impactful for me.
1: And then uh, right before the award ceremony started, we heard a fantastic keynote. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So Kelly Richardson Lawson um, was our keynote speaker today. She's an Emmy award-winning creative visionary, entrepreneurial business leader. She's the founder and CEO of the House of Joy, which was formerly known as the Joy Collective. It's a Black and women-owned cultural insights, marketing, and creative agency. And she works with a whole bunch of different brands, including Dove, most notably, which was you know something that was a factor of her keynote speech, Dove Men Plus Care, um, Shea Moisture, BET, OWN, Disney, AARP, The Ad Council, U.S. Naval Academy, a whole bunch of different brands that are very well known. But she very much highlighted in her speech that she's one of the co-creators and architects of the crown movement, which is a movement to end hair discrimination. It's impacted more than 24 million lives in 21 states and 43 municipalities. And she showed a couple different videos in her keynote that were really moving, especially the last one that was highlighting eating disorders with women. All of the different campaigns had different focuses, many with women, but also with BIPOC minority diversity focuses. And the one specifically focused on eating disorders, I think, you know, it was across the room. It was very moving. People were crying. People were tearing up. Everyone was hugging each other after the fact, which was something that Kelly had, you know, asked for
1: people to do to love yourself and love others. Everyone at my table was definitely Yeah, men and women, whoever
0: was here, I gave myself a hug. I was like, love you, Jess. I love you, Kelly. I gave (laughs) Kelly a hug when we went on stage. It was very moving. And I mean, I think people now you watch the Dove Super Bowl campaigns, it's not something that's unfamiliar to be emotionally impacted by those campaigns, but to know that she had involvement in it and that it was something that was personally impacted by her. She went very in depth and personal with her own story with her children and how she kind of came to be with that. Um, She had mentioned that her one of her sons, you know, had gone down a path where he was looking to end his life and how that had impacted her career and her movement towards creating these different foundations, which is really impactful.
9: Kyle, the big one went out to the Olympic training center and he was getting ready to enter ninth grade and he came back and he said he wanted to quit and my husband and I said what do you mean you want to quit we don't quit in our household we're not going to quit we didn't pause to ask him why he wanted to quit we didn't pause to say why are you tired of swimming we didn't listen to him which is the next my next lesson we didn't listen to him And fast forward a year or so later, my husband and I ended up in the hospital. He had tried to end his life. This beautiful, beautiful boy that had the whole world ahead of him. We thought he would finish high school, go get a scholarship, swimming scholarship somewhere. He was gonna go to the Olympics. We had his whole life planned out for him. What I learned in that moment, sitting in the hospital, thank God he was not successful in his attempt to end his life. But what I realized in that moment was the power of listening to our children, of listening to our people at work, of getting to know them, understand them. He just wanted to be a kid. He was tired of getting up and going to 4 a.m. swim practice. Who wants to do that? No one wants to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm driving it still to 4 a.m. swim practice. He wanted to have his little girlfriend. He wanted to go to parties. He couldn't go to parties. He was swimming six days a week. So the power in listening to our children, listening to our people, getting to know our people and asking the questions. There's something really powerful with the word listen. If you use the same letters, it's silent. So learning to be silent and listen to our children is so critical.
1: Yeah, it was very touching.
9: We are all beautiful. And that's me, little Kelly Joy, as a, I don't know, seven or eight year old with my frizzy hair. My whole life, until five years ago, I tried to tame my hair. My entire life, I never wore my hair curly, never let it grow natural. I had a blowout for over 50 years. And it wasn't until I started working on the ground movement that I had courage to step out and say, to accept myself and to say, I'm beautiful the way God designed me. And so I invite you all, I would like you to look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor, please. And say to your neighbor, I love you. Even if it's a stranger, I love you. Say it, I love you. Yes, laugh through it. Say, I love you. Thank you. And then the last thing I'm going to say as I wrap up today. The last thing I want to say is that I have taken 57 years to figure out what my purpose is. And my purpose in the world, my name is Kelly Joy, is to create authentic joy in the world while feeling good. And I've never had a dog. I have a dog. I wear a bikini now. I don't care. I don't, whatever. I do things now with freedom and with a real purpose of accepting who I am exactly the way I was designed. I have courage to speak out when I don't see something that I like, when I see a pain point. And I have wisdom in my late 50s to know the difference. And so I invite you all to do what I do at night. Please put your arms around yourself. Yes, I would like you to do this. Put your arms around yourself and say to yourself, I love you, Kelly. So say after me, I love you and say your name and hug yourself, I love you, Kelly. I really wanna say thank you for this time I honor all of the honorees and have a wonderful day.
1: We also asked several of the honorees a few questions throughout the day. Here's what they had to say.
4: I am Sandra Waits, Worldwide Leader of Communications and Public Affairs at Johnson & Johnson.
3: Arielle Patrick, Chief Communications Officer at Ariel Investments. Daphne Dickerson, VP Global Communications at UPS.
2: Susan Nelson,
10: SVP, Chief Communications Officer for Dine Brands. My name is Valerie Della Garza, and I'm the CEO for Fountain Communications.
3: I am humbled and honored to be recognized and honestly really surprised. <laughs> it's extremely
6: exciting, very satisfying. 20 plus years in the industry and it's a really nice to be acknowledged for the work that I've been doing over the years. I'm
2: absolutely honored to be a Woman of Distinction by PR Week, it was a wonderful surprise and I'm in a class of brilliant women, so it's, it's a true honor. It feels
4: really great to be honored. I think that this is such an important list. I've watched it for my entire career so to now be
10: honored it means a lot. I'm really excited to be here, to, uh, to be amongst such an incredible company of women. It's very humbling. Uh, and it's it's an incredible honor because truly everyone has had such an incredible career and so much to offer as mentors. Um, it's, it's truly just an exciting moment for me.
3: Every single person that I've interacted with across the various chapters of my career has contributed something, whether it be teaching me really tough lessons or advocating for me along the way. And so this is really for all of them. Every manager I've ever had, every boss I've ever had, and also any direct report that I've had because they've all made me a better leader. We
6: talked a lot about mentorship, we talked about sponsorship, I think those are like table stakes now. What I think is has been critical for me is the encouragement to show up as your true and authentic self, you know, no gaslighting here, really just be yourself, um, obviously you also have to do the work, so put the time in and do the work, be excellent at the craft. Um, And the third piece is like, be patient with yourself and have fun.
2: I really had champions of me personally that could really see what I could bring to the job and to the role that understood me and kind of what my own aspirations were, but that really pushed me. They would never let me give up, you know, and they kept giving me opportunities and supported me all along the way.
10: The words of wisdom from women have been uh, along the way in my entire journey from my mother to my grandmother to aunts to friends, to family, to all the people that I work with, all the incredible women that I work with, for 30 plus years, that has really helped me. It helps me today, it's helped me for 30 years of my career. So I
4: think the advice I'd give to women who are early in career is to just be
10: bold and be
4: fearless. And fearless doesn't mean that you're walking through life without fear. What it means is that you look at fear and you keep walking anyway. I didn't get here because I knew everything or I was super confident. I got here because I wasn't afraid to just walk through the fear, to feel it, and then to ignore it and keep going. Stay curious. Make sure that you educate yourself on all facets of the
3: business that you work within, not just the communications side, because ultimately strategy informs good storytelling, so you need to understand that first. And I would say be a good listener. In order to be a good communicator, you have to be a really incredible listener. So listen to your stakeholders, listen to everyone around you, have a better understanding of the sentiment that exists in your ecosystem where you sit, and that will make you the best of what you do.
6: Be really open to feedback because I think feedback is like a gift. I know people say it all the time, but it really is a gift and it helps you get better. Um, take on the hard the things that cause, you know, make you have grit, the things that are difficult, that are not easy, because that is where you find beauty in the, the craft and the art and science of communications. Um, and then I think I would say um, be generous and be like gentle on yourself because this is not an industry for the weak. Um, It requires a lot of tenacity, it requires you to be thoughtful, and requires like quick turns and being super responsive Um, and some of that also is you have to take the time to take care of yourself.
2: Ask questions, be curious, build relationships, we're all in the people business and it's about networking. It's about building those relationships both within your circle and outside of your circle so when opportunities do present themselves you're ready for it and you have those existing relationships you can build on. I
10: think as women we often don't believe in our gut. And I think that you absolutely have to believe in yourself. You have to ignore the little voices that that are inside of your head that are telling you negative things, that are telling you to rethink, to not trust your judgment and your gut. Your gut is everything. I tell everyone to completely trust yourself and be your own champion, truly. Well, that's about all the time we have for
1: this week. Jess, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. One shameless plug, the Brand Entertainment Awards will be held virtually on June 6th. It celebrates the full gamut of branded content integrations in modern marketing, including but not limited to brand films. You can find all the information about that, including how to register on PRweek.com. That's all we have time for on this edition of the PR Week. We will see you all again next week.